Hey everybody, welcome back to another episode of Broken Things Welcome Here podcast. I'm your host, Leah. Thanks for joining me. If you've been here before, welcome back. Grab a cup of coffee or a cup of tea. If you're new here, thanks for listening. Thanks for tuning in. I hope that this episode speaks to your heart. You can also find um, more grief stuff from me on writtenbyleah.com and at hashtag grief tips Thursday. Enjoy this episode. I we are talking about an a topic that is super important and it is grief and depression. Which one is it? So hopefully this is informative and speaks to your heart and let's get started. So this topic is really popular and it tends to come up a lot when I work with grief clients. Um, they are often curious about what Um, symptoms are within the normal scope of what they should be experiencing in grief and when they are kind of dancing along the line of depression um, and anxiety, some of the more like um, psychological illnesses. So this is a topic that I talk a lot about. And um, although grief and depression are very similar um, in certain symptoms that they share, um, they are vastly different. So just hoping to be able to um, provide a little clarity on that, go over some similarities, some of the big differences, and then talk a little bit about treatment for both. So thanks so much for tuning in. And we are going to go ahead and start with some similarities. So oftentimes um, with grief, um, we are going to definitely see some symptoms that are similar to depression. So with depression, getting a diagnosis and seeking treatment is really, really important. Um, Whereas with grief, there is nothing pathological about grief. So grief, grief is a normal expression of something that has happened to us. There is no easy way to fix it. Um, There is not a pill that is available to um, solve your grief problem. Um, You can manage the symptoms of grief, but you are not going to necessarily solve grief. It's not a fixable issue. So um, when we say it's not pathological, we're talking about it's not something that needs to be fixed. Um, It's a natural process. So grief has many symptoms that are similar to depression. Um, We can experience intense sadness, insomnia, poor appetite, poor sleep, anxiety, physical pain, um, and weight loss at times. Grief can also develop into what we would call complex grief, which is problematic. Um, that tends to occur around the three to six month mark. And it's often categorized by, um, a lot of the symptoms that I just mentioned, but, um, an intensity within those symptoms, as well as a loss of function as far as every day. Um, sometimes people can experience some PTSD symptoms. Um, we talk about numbing, um, reliving the experience kind of over and over and over again, um, or kind of just becoming obsessive about the thoughts of the person who was lost, the events leading up to and after that, that moment. So definitely complicated grief can occur. Um, complicated grief can look a lot like depression, although they are different. Um, 
complicated grief usually shows up um, and is more prevalent after some type of traumatic death experience or a death that is very unexpected. So think kind of car accident or, um, you know, some sort of freak accident. Oftentimes, um, if we're losing someone who um, we would not necessarily feel like is a normal loss, such as a child or a baby or um you know, just again, a freak accident where it's very traumatic, very, um, very extreme. And that can definitely bring on some of that complicated grief. So big differences, um, where grief and depression differ, grief tends to be triggered by thoughts, um, and reminders of the death and the circumstances surrounding the death. Uh, it is usually preceded by an event which causes the grief. So, um, a death, um, is, is the most typical time that we're going to see grief, but grief doesn't have to be associated with only a death. People experience grief uh, through divorce, through, um, a change in family structure, through the loss of a home, loss of a job. Um, there's lots of areas of different franchised grief that I've talked about before. You can go back in some of these podcast episodes and find an episode on disenfranchised grief. Um, and I think I've also done one on, um, on, uh, you know, other types of, of grief and, and when that can be experienced. So, um, depression on the other hand tends to be more persistent and pervasive and it tends to stem from an inward focus, um, as opposed to an outward stimulus, which, um, grief would be kind of outwardly focused. So that's the easiest way that I frame it for people. Um, a lot of times that makes sense. Um, grief is categorized by intense sadness, anger, irritability, physical pain, trouble eating and sleeping, loss of interest in activities. Um, sometimes even thinking that you'd be better off with the person who passed away. That's a really common thought process that people in grief have, um, different than suicidal thoughts and ideation, which is where we would actually, um, be looking for whether there is a plan or an intent, um, uh, grief tends to be kind of more of like these unfocused thoughts of like, oh, I, I really miss them. I wish that I was with them. Um, I, I feel like I'd be better off if I were with them, um, where there's no real plan or intent. Got to be careful with that. You know, want to be really good at assessing that clinically, but, um, definitely different. And many other symptoms can be present as well. Grief is not a one size fits all. You cannot put it in a box. Um, everyone is going to grieve differently. So there are people who are going to experience all of these symptoms and people who are going to experience only a few or people who are going to experience um, grief in a totally different way. So just want to be aware of that depression moving on feelings of 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 guilt and sadness that are not associated with grief oftentimes we're going to see a morbid preoccupation with worthlessness sluggishness or confusion of thought um, prolonged and marked difficulty carrying out sort of day-to-day tasks um, and oftentimes we're going to see thoughts of suicide or thoughts of like self-harm so definitely different than grief um, but you know, some of those are very similar in symptoms. So I want to talk about treatment a little bit. Um, Grief can be extremely painful for people to walk through. It's probably one of the hardest things to, um, to walk through in a person's life. Um, But however, it does not need to be fixed. It is not a pathological problem. This is a normal, um, 
a normal progression of what our body and our mind needs to process through in order to um, to adapt to kind of what our life looks like now. So there are a few things that we can do though. Um, and I go over these with people all the time. Um, if your grief related anxiety or sadness is just so severe that it interferes with daily life, um, medication might be helpful. I always tell people, go and talk to your doctor and just get some good old-fashioned information. Information is powerful, and just because your doctor may prescribe something to you does not mean that you have to take it. Um, however, it is always good to be able to look at all of your options and what is available to you. Um, also, if people are experiencing a really, really bad sleep problems, um, short-term use of sleeping aids can be helpful. Um, again, this is something you're going to want to talk to your physician about. Um, or if you are seeing a psychiatrist, that is something that they can address for you. Um, but I'm always talking to, um, my grief clients that it is really good to just gather information about what your options are. I am not a doctor. Um, so I let that, those decisions be made by somebody who has a very different and much higher licensure than me. However, um, I try and encourage people to just get the most information that they can about what's available. And in both of these cases for depression and grief, psychotherapy can be super beneficial to helping people find kind of this new way of living, um, adapting to what their life looks like now and being able to, to heal from, from some of this, uh, grief that they're experiencing. There are also a ton of reputable articles and websites about grief and depression, um, and I have a whole bunch of them up on my blog. You can also find the blog about this, um, grief and depression and which one is it up on my website. And uh, some of the other websites that I would encourage you to visit are modernloss.com, whatsyourgrief.com, and verywellmind.com, all of which have articles on this very topic. And um, I find all of them really, really helpful resources for grievers. Thank you so much for listening to this episode. It has been a longer episode, so thanks for hanging in there with me. I hope that this was informative and spoke to your heart space, and I'm so happy to be able to hold space for you. Thanks so much for being here with me. Um, if you subscribe to the podcast, awesome. If you subscribe to the blog, even better, and hopefully I will see you next episode.